Hello ladies and gents, you're with Adrianosaurus, I'm the coach of Adrianostoinus Rex for Supercoach BBL purposes, uh, and I'm coming to you at the completion of round one of Supercoach BBL for the year, and it was a funny old round I think for the start of the Supercoach year in BBL, um, you know we had a lot of big name players, some premium sort of targets that we uh, we're targeting for our teams, you know, that sucked at <laughs> big one in this you know, round and some double game round players really flopped. You know, we had some superb scores out there. Um, you know, Philippi being one of them who did it in the first game, 150 plus, and a lot of people enacted the old VC loop. And those are generally people that are going to be happy sitting in the 1000s this week. And the other people are going to be the me's of the world sitting down at 750 points. So, um, I think actually there's some 1100s out there in some leagues that I've been in. So I'm 400 points off the <laughs> in one round of Supercoach. I'm 400 points behind. It's insane, you know. And I had a captain in Majib score 60 points, you know. So you're not going to stack up against captains who captain Moises and Riggs for 400 or 330 in the case of Philippi. So it's just unfortunate. You know, you, a lot of it in Supercoach... It comes down to captain's choices and, you know, having the VC on, you know, Philippi, he was the most popular player in Supercoach. He was the most popular captain in Supercoach. So there's some people out there that made, you know, a wise choice. So well done to you. Um, Look, I'm really flat. I'm flat as. And I, you know, this doing this podcast is difficult because I suck. I've had the suckiest start that I've ever had to a Supercoach, you know, season, whether across any sport, NRL, Supercoach Racing, <laughs> even AFL, which I'm not very good at. I've never done this bad to start a year. 400 points off the pace, and I don't know, oh, mate. It's, I feel very tempted to delete team, and, you know, what am I doing a podcast for? You know, I don't know anything, and I'm not giving good advice. So, oh, I'm just sorry if, if I'm a little flat tonight on the old podcast. But, look, we're going to cover, you know, the good scores for the round and some players who excelled. We're going to cover some of the flops <laughs> of the double game round. Um, we're going to have a little look at you know, next week's game. Obviously, we know that the round two has the Adelaide Strikers on the double game round, and we're going to p- point out some targets, in my opinion, of who we want for double game round in round two. Um, look, there was some talking points in the round that we you know will cover. Um, nothing more you know poignant, I guess, than you know the old late withdrawal of uh, Stoinis, which hit us. You know, for six, literally, because we're all in a mad scramble to get Stoinis out of our teams, and the system crashed. And, you know, it was minutes before lockout, and I think it made everybody sort of think on their toes and make... Um, I made some errors, you know. I, I went Stoinis to Max Bryant for a massive seven points over two double game rounds. I moved Curran down from bat into my bowl, and I didn't bring the VC with him, you know, so I had no VC this week. I had to go straight captain. I picked Majib, and it didn't work out for me. So, you know, you win some, you lose some. And it's just really hard to be motivated to go into round two, unfortunately, when you're 400 points, 400 points in arrears, you know. And all these optimists out there will be like, oh, you can make that up. Well, 400's a lot. And you might be able to make up 100 points of that or 150, but if you're 400 points, you know, now I think you might just become a head-to-head player. That's what I want to do. I'm just going to, I'm in a lot of head-to-heads and I'm going to just try to win my head-to-heads. 400 off the pace and, you know, that's par probably. I think par is probably 950 and I'm on 750. I'm 200 behind, you know, on the par and nothing went right for me. I had some single-digit scores from double game round players. Um, some were surprises, and some, you know, I probably asked for. I got what I asked for. You know, you take risks on players like Max Bryant and Lynn. You know, you, you can really expect that you're going to have the odd really low score. You know, two in a row in their cases. Um, but there was other news in the round. You know, Sean Abbott was a late you know, in entry into the game um, and in that Sixers lineup. That meant that Menenti, a popular cheapy option, was out. Um, and Abbott, you know, a lot of people took a, a f- you know, a little f- flutter on uh, on Abbott and he's a premium player. He scored 111 points in that game and there was even a little rumour that he might have been there for the second game. He's had a birth of a child, his first child, and he didn't go for the round two game but some lunatics out there I know it's sad from the old super coach experience um 
brought in Abbott, 111 points, really smart. I mean, look, he is. He's just such a premium player, and he did it in that one game. Um, you know, Finch didn't get up for his game. He, he, they're talking about round three. Um, we, we covered Stoyness. Um, McDermott, you know, with a groin, I think, was a late out. And Jordan, as well, came into contact with a COVID, COVID patient. So um, there was a few little, you know, bits and bobs. We know that Matty Wade, you know, was, was good to go. You know, but that was sort of late news in the piece. Um, Josh Philippi, you know, 150 points in that first game. A lot of people enacted the VC loop. Um, look, that's a big difference. You know, when you get 66 points from, you know, uh, Majib, uh, you stack that up against 330, you know, from Philippi, and that's why people are so far ahead. You know, uh, maybe I'm such a pessimist that I'm like, oh, well, how am I going to catch up? Well, you could catch up, mate. You just got to get a captain right when, when they don't get a captain right. Well, everyone's going to captain Rashid next week. So it's probably going to be hard to catch up next week, you'd think. Uh, you know, and I wouldn't be going a pod captain, you know, really, <laughs> not in my opinion. Um, look, let's go, uh, oh, actually, what else are we going to do? Dre Russ, he's going to be joining the, the Stars, and he's going to be there for the next game. I think they've got Harris Ralph coming on the 27th of December, and man, can the Stars use it. They were absolutely terrible, 66. They didn't fire a shot, and they stunk, stunk hard. They got the biggest winning margin ever you know by by team the old sixes there and they couldn't get dre russ any quicker um some people have been asking me is dre russ a good option for teams i would like to get a look at him first because he's not going to come cheap he's going to be up around that 170k price uh, i think they need him in the bowl department but and he's a pretty gun fielder as well but it's just where is he going to bat I'd like to get a look at him for one round. And look, when you're targeting players to come in for round three double, which is the Melbourne Stars double game round, it's going to be Maxi, it's going to be Stoin, it's going to be Zampa, Nathan Coulternal. Are you going to prefer um, Dre Russ? You know, maybe, I don't know. But I'd, I'd just get a look at him for round, you know, his first round. He's back for, for round two. So I'd get a look at him if I were you. Um Notable scores of the double game round players in round one. Now, you know, congratulations to you, Philippi. You know, VCs and Cs, you got 168. It didn't come off for him in the second game, uh, but 168 in a double game round, you know, average in the 80s from the two games is an absolute winner. But Moises and Reeks tunned up in both games. He finished with 214 points. Amazing. Look, some astute coaches out there brought Moises into their team as soon as they saw the team lineups and he was listed at three, you know, that should have been a sign for people. Pull Hughes out of your team because he's going to be batting at four and he's a crap option. And look, you got a donut and a three. Three points total in a double game round. Absolute dagger to my heart. Some smart people who, you know, had Hughes, but they had him on on their bench, obviously to loop in if he did well. Um, you know, avoided it as well. But you know, some dummies like me had him on your be- on your run on side for three points. Not three points in one game. Well, it was in one game, and it was zero in the other. Three total points from two games. Um, you know, a bad a bad choice. But um, anyway, I'm, I'm getting off off topic now some people brought in moises um and even a small select few of you captain moises and you would have got 428 points as captain from moises and that's a big difference from you know your uh, majib captain is like me 65 points um a lot of people vc'd or maybe they captain but after that first game Curran was in the 20s for score but he finished on 140 so he would have been 280, you know, and that's ballpark of Philippi, who was the highest captain, you know. So um, another good score in the round was Steve O'Keefe, 157 points from him. Um, so sixes were doing pretty well. Kerr, the cheapie, 126 points was a very, very good score. If you picked him up, well done, you know, and if he holds his place in that team, he's going to have some price rises, you know, and he's... Someone that you can have on your bench and loop him in if he does well. I know that Kane Anderson did that, uh, but it was a great score for a cheap, cheap player. I mean, you know, Curran, of course, he you know got a respectable score, 140, and Philippi's, you know, a high price, and Moises was a high price, but, you know, the first and cheap player to find their way into the good scores for the week was Kerr. So well done to those people that picked him up. Um, 
Vince was okay without being glorious. He was much better in game one. Finished with a total of 87 for the two games, which was okay. Um, and Majib, I'm just going to put that as a middle of the way. You know, it's an average of 32 per game. It's not terrible, terrible, but it's only a step up from terrible. He really didn't look like he was going to take a wicket out there. And he was my captain, you know, because I mucked up and didn't get a VC. Um, and, ooh, a captain score of 65. You know, it, it hurts. Um, Duckett was okay over the two games for the total of 76. There's nothing to write home about. And, you know, Bartlett was really good. You know, he got, I think it was 120-odd points from the two games. He's going to have some price rises. So next week, you know, you might... If you've got if you've got the luxury of, of numbers in your team, you don't necessarily have to sell three heat players. You can sell Dan Hughes, who's looks awful, you know, <laughs> dropping catches and you know nicking off in awful awful ways. Um, you could get rid of two heat players and Hughes and hold Bartlett. I know he's into a buy next week, but he's got to have a nice negative or low break even. Uh, and they've got the top game round in six, so it could be an option for you to get out two heat players and a and a Hughes. But if you need to get out three players and they're all heat, then get them out. You know, but uh, he did really well. Baisley was okay over the two games, 73. You know, he was a much better option than Kuhneman, who got dropped <laughs> after game one on his 13 points, his massive 13 points. I went Kuhneman over Bartlett. Dumb move. I even pegged it on Twitter that I had fears that he would be dropped in the second game because it was in... Uh, Perth, but I didn't actually do anything about it. I didn't take my own advice. Um, you know, so those were the good scores. Um, some terrible scores. We mentioned Hughes. Three points over two games. Terrible. Um, Wildermuth, who we thought had a plum-plum roll over the double game round in the Heat lineup, only scored four points. He was dumped for the second game. He was, well, he was the X-Factor, which wasn't enacted. So in two games, you got four points from Wildermuth, who we thought was going to be one of the premium best options for the round. No good. Uh, Max Bryan, you know, seven points over two games of Big Bash cricket. Uh, Adrian, why do you do it to yourself, mate? Honestly, and look, you got lean in there with a total of 36 from the two games. We say, you know, you pick up Brisbane's best batter, and that's obviously Lynn. Well, the figures didn't show that this round. You know, 36, he looked all out of sorts in both games. And in that second game, he, you know, was slower than a runner ball. Um, 36, you know, people... It's, you know, having Brian and Lynn in your team, you get everything that you deserve. Oh, that's me. I'm talking to myself. Uh, you know, it's like a ride at an amusement park that you go on. You know, you have absolutely no fun. You don't enjoy it, but you go and line up and go on the ride again. Why do we do it to ourselves? You know, um, terrible scores. You know, Brian 7, um, Lynn 36 over the two games. Jimmy Pearson, you know, we warned people off. Jimmy Pearson is an option, 27 points total for the for the two rounds. Um a popular, popular player in Dan Christian, 33 points over the two rounds. We didn't think that he, well, we guessed, some of us, that he didn't have the role in that team, you know, that he once had, uh, and he, you know, didn't really click with the bat, which is usually what he leans on, you know, to prop those scores up. Uh, but, you know, he didn't really fire this week. 33 points for him. Um, Jordan, you know, 64 over the two rounds. It was very much like Majib, you know. It was okay without being great. Um, look, the great scores of the non-double game round players. Um, look, we can't go any further than Daniel Sams. 107 points from Sams. Now, that's not like a few runs and a couple of catches and some wickets. It was bowl only. You know, he didn't even get a chance to bat and he tunned up, you know. Sam's is going to go up in price, and he started at 200k. How good is he? I'm tipping that Daniel Sam's could be the highest scorer in Supercoach BBL this year. And look, if you've got two strikers in your team already, you know, and you're going to grab two strikers next week, um, Sam's, you might want to get him in as soon as you can. You know, that could be my <laughs> number one advice. I think that you have Sam's in your team. I don't think you're going to get a bad score out of him. And... You know, he's going to get a lot of big, big scores. And I think you should get him into your team if you don't have him in there. Um, 107, great score. Um, Matt Short, surprised, didn't he? Catches, he got a nice court and bowled. He did bowl too, which we weren't quite expecting. 100%, we thought maybe he might bowl, but he did bowl. He got a court and bowled. He got a couple of other catches, and he showed a lot of intent with the bat. Now, he's got 107 points, and a lot of people looped him in off your bench. Well done to you. I wasn't one of them. Um 
but he's going to have a nice negative break even going into this double game round. He's going to be affordable because he will go up 20-odd K this week. He'll be 80-something K, but he should be an option for you next round. He's going to open the batting, which we know now, um, and he's going to be 80K, and he's going to go up probably over barring anything absurd. He'll go up over 100K in the week after. So he's really going to jump in value with kind of money that you can do something in your team with. So um, he's almost a must-have, you know, really. Um, good scores from Zayi Khan. He's under 100K. Got uh, a few wickets in there. Um, 90, uh, 92. Worrell was good with an 81. He swings that ball, and he was pretty good. You know, we probably worried about his job security in that team, but he's got to be looming as a possible option, maybe a smoky pod choice, you know, in round two for the for the double game round. Um who else? We had Siddle was good, 75. He was bowling in the um, death overs there. And he's the captain of the team, so I think he's going to bowl himself in the good parts in the game. Um, and he's got to be a, a real prime option, I think, for your double game round in round two. Um, Mac Harvey was good, top of the order. He was bludgeoning the ball uh, all over the place. Finished with an 87. I can't understand my writing, but you know, it was a good score. Garten was pretty good. Um, he didn't get anything with the bat, but he looked pretty likely with the ball. Um, and he's bowling death overs in that team. He's a left armor, and he looks he's he looks a bowling all rounder. It'd be nice if he got some scores, you know, good propped up, got a thirty points to add on to that in the batting. But I think he's going to be a, a possible option, a good option actually for teams in round two. Um, but he scored a sixty-eight this week, which was a good score. Tom Rogers. An 86, he was an unexpected great scorer for the Hurricanes. Um, but, you know, and he was a cheapie too. So if you took a punt on him, <laughs> good on you. Hanscom, uh, still don't think he's an option for teams really, but he was good, you know, tonight in that team where some of the others didn't fire with a 77. Pattinson, mate, he was like a man possessed. He was absolutely club clubbing that ball everywhere. 100 in Supercoach he scored. Uh, and Matt Kelly. You know, he really cleaned up uh, in that game for wickets, uh, 111 points. And if he can hold on to his role in that team, um, you know, I, I had him as an option. He was in my team, you know, for a good portion of time in the preseason. But, you know, much like most of the things that I did in round one, I didn't pick the right player, did I? I picked the wrong player. But uh, I don't know how whether he's going to stay in that role permanently in that team, whether... Um, you know, when Mitch, you got Mitch Marsh and Inglis coming back. I don't know who's going to drop out of that team. Um, but, you know, I thought Kelly was really good. 111 points. Um, the non-double game round fails of the round. Um, Maxi. 25 points from Maxi in an absolute abysmal effort from the Melbourne Stars. 66 runs all out. Uh, he didn't fire a shot, Maxi. You know, he got 25 points and, you know, he took a wicket bowling. You know, so he did nothing with the bat. Um, look. He was a fade that would have worked out for you if you didn't. A lot of people, when Stoinis was out, went straight to Maxi, and you'd be absolutely devoted, wouldn't you? <laughs> when he goes out, get 25. He's going to be cheaper next week because he had a BE, you know, much higher than that 25. And in fact, he's probably going to, he's, he's going to, not probably, he will have a high BE next week. So you could probably pick up Maxi right on round three, you know, at a bargain. It's just whether you think he might bounce back in next game, you know, but. Um, he's probably going to ripen nicely for the buying right on round three. But he had a stinker this week, 25. Zampa, uber consistent and has a really good floor normally. Um, 17 points this week. He's going to probably come, same thing, down in price nicely. Um, and you're going to be targeting, you know, probably to bring in a star next week. Maybe if if Stoinis is there, he could be your first cab off the rank. Obviously, I don't think... With the injury, he's out injured there last week. I would not be expecting Stoinis to bowl, but he'll open the batting. And he's going to be an option that you're going to want to bring into your team for round three. The word out on the street is that he was close in this game, just gone. And, you know, that probably bodes well for him being available for this next game. But, you know... Zamps sucked this week and so did Maxi, so their price is coming down. So maybe you just let it keep coming down, then you grab a store in first. Um, oh, Joe Clark. I, t I tipped that he was going to take the Big Bash by storm, and he didn't. He got one point in Supercoach and shelled off a ridiculous shot uh, <laughs> to go out, you know, for one. But anyway, I had him on the bench and I didn't have to loop him in. 
and whether he takes the big bash by storm well he still can but he didn't look much like he was going to do that <laughs> in that game one point for him uh hales got a donor zero points for hales and you know he was pretty i think he was 17 percent or something owned him you know and hales is a dynamic player at certain times in the in the uh, big bash season and i think you've got to get him at the right time on the right run and at the right price i thought he was a bit overpriced and um you know it did come off for him and he finished with a zero so oh hearts out to you people that went with um hails for a donut um nabi was a 23 it was a bit underwhelming he, he does sort of you know sometimes he's a bit ordinary and then other times he pulls out an amazing game that's well, you know, that's what you get with Na'Vi. You know, he seems to do a lot better for his, you know, for Afghanistan, you know, than he does in the big bash at times. And, you know, a few people took a tickle on him. You know, 23 wasn't really great. Um, look, I've got Rashid in there with 43. <laughs> I mean, that really just says how good Rashid is, that he's low as 43. Um, look, Rashid, you know, they dropped a, you know, a sitter. No, well, not really a sitter. The stumping was it for Nielsen. Um, but... It was pretty much gettable, you know. And there's a wicket, you know, for and I think there was another dropped catch as well for Rashid. You know, he 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 could have been at least in the 60s there. And someone who has a floor of 40 and a ceiling in the hundreds, you know, he's just shows how good he is, in my opinion. Weatherall didn't really come off for him in that game. 28 super coach points, but let's remember that was that Jake Fraser McGurk catch. You know, took a pretty awesome catch would have gone for six you know if he didn't uh take that amazing catch what a catch um but look weatherall he'll probably come down in price and he's still going to be an option for teams you know we say pick the best batter from each team pick the best bowler um and i think he's got to be surely down as their best batter without head and carry in the team um and he'll still be an option for teams i think you know and he may well you know, you saw it with Lynn, and you saw it with Brian. You know, they can have two shockers in a round. Uh, I think he's probably less likely to do it than the two of them. You know, seems a bit more consistent. But he didn't come off, you know, in this game for 28 super coach points. Nielsen, good roll. He had he got absolutely no wicket-keeping points. Mr. Stumping had a tough catch chance that went down zero points in the wicket-keeping department and a runner ball 30. It was one of the ugliest 30s. I th- well, probably the ugliest 30 I've ever seen scored in the Big Bash until I saw Chris Lynn the next night, actually. <laughs> that was worse. Um, but look, my advice on Nielsen is if you've got him in your team currently, he's someone that you put on your bench in the double game round next week. Put him on your bench. If he scores well, loop him into your team. Don't be stuck with him on bench. Oh, on your, sorry, on your starting lineup because I didn't see anything that, Builds me with confidence. You know, he didn't look fluent with the bat at all. And the wiki keeping was subpar. I didn't see anything that, you know, screams to me, get him in and and put him in your starting lineup. And if you don't have Nielsen, I would not be targeting him as a buy. Buy Matt Shaw instead. 86k, negative break even, opens the batting, you know, even got to bowl overs or over. And, you know, he's a better option than Nielsen. I felt more confident. You know, well, obviously Matt Short got a, a ton. But I didn't see any from, anything from Nielsen that was screaming by me. You know, <laughs> so that's my 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 opinion of him anyway. Um, Munro, he's a good player, Munro. And I think he is a linchpin in that Scorchers lineup and didn't come off for him. Three points. I still think he'll be someone that, well, the price... You know, with that three, might be nice for the picking, you know, for round four when the Scorchers are on a double game round. Um, I knew a few people that went for Hardy. Um, 15 points didn't come off for him with the bat tonight. It was a bit of an ugly old shot. Um, and he's been batting really well. So it didn't quite come off for him, you know, with the 15. Faradown, uh 13. We were hoping that he was a cheapie that was going to make it to round three double, you know, and not take the big bash by storm, but we're hoping that he'd be a bit like Harris Ralph, you know, and he'd just be awesome. And, you know, by the time he you sell him at the end of round three and he, he's had his double game round, he's made you 60000 and you make a nice little profit. Well, I don't think he's even going to play another game. I think he'll be dropped. Um, so that's a disappointing thing. Um, Darcy Short, 24. He looked 
absolutely all out of sorts. And, you know, we talked him up as a great, great option and said that his bowling had improved and if his batting can click, he was a great option for teams. Now, that's not saying that he might not be that. You know, for teams uh, further down the track, we know that the Hurricanes go into the double game round in round six, but he was all out of sorts. You know, going at a less than a run a ball, um, not confident stroke banking with the bat. He didn't even really look like he was bowling as well. I don't think he got as many overs. Did he get more than one over? But look, he didn't do very well this week. 24. Um, and, you know, the signs show, uh, you know, a, a player with not a lot of confidence at the moment, you know, in his game, particularly in the batting department. Um, some of the cheapies that have done all right. Couch was good for 50. Sandu, good for 75. Jilks did all right for 45. Probably better than Whiteman. Um, and look, Jilks, you know, is he going to hold his position in that team? Well, maybe he's a f- ahead now. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. But he was good for 45. Um, we mentioned Matt Short, 107. Yeah, he's going to have that nice BE and you get him in next week. Sutherland, you know, I, I moved him to Garten, but Sutherland was good. 43, and I think he only bowled two overs. You know, he didn't get much. I didn't think. I don't think he came off in the bat. He did. He sucked at the bats. So that was all bowling, uh, and he bowled well. I think in that team, I thought he should have got more overs. Um, 43. Seymour was good for 48. Does he stay? Is it? Is you know? I don't know if he's the most solid cheapie in the world, but maybe. Uh, well, he did better than McGurk. Catch aside in that game. You know, who's going to drop out of that team? Um, he, there's a loose chance that he survives. He's first ball for a six. <laughs> so he was good. Um, all right. What, what have we got next round? You know, we've got um, the strikers that are going to be in on uh, the double game round. Um, they're playing the Renegades, which I think is a pretty good matchup for them. Uh, it's going to be in Adelaide. Um, you know, so that probably, you know, and I know that Jake Weatherall bat- bats fantastically, you know, in Adelaide. So, you know, hence why I said he's still a good option. He didn't come off for him in this round. Um, but I think that that's a pretty good matchup for them. Uh, and the Scorchers they've got, but it's in Sydney. So um, who are the players that I'm targeting from the Adelaide Strikers for next week? I think it's going to be obviously Rashid Khan. Um, look, he's a champion, you know, 43, and he looked like he had a real quiet game. So he's going to probably be the highest captain next week. And if you haven't got him in your team, you know, he's got to be one of the ones that you target. Look, Siddle's captaining at the moment. I think he's got to be an option that you want to bring into your team. He's bowling death overs. He, he puts himself in the best parts to bowl in order to take wickets. He gives himself the best bowling parts in that team. So, He's got to be an option to bring in. I, I'm going to be targeting, I've already got Rashid and I've already got Garten. So it's going to be Siddle for me. And, you know, whether I get short or not, but short would be the next one off the rank for me because he's a financial, you know, move. You bring him in next week at 86 with his low, you know, negative break even, he's going to go up over 100K. And then that's someone that you can, you know, get a better player in when you sell Matt Short out. Um, other options, yeah, I mentioned Garten. He looked like a pretty likely bowler, left armor, bowled at the death. Uh, got nothing. None of his points came in batting. You know, so he got sixty-eight points, um, and he was—he looks like a good option. I think he's an all-rounder. You know, and if he can get some runs with the bat, I think his bowling stands up. Uh, he's bowling in good parts in the game. Um, Dan Worrell was good. You know, I don't think he's got all the job security um, in the world, but. He's going to be there for the double game round, and he's a swing bowler, um, and he can take a wicket, you know, so he could be a smoky, you know, for your teams. Um, so there they are. You know, there's Short, Siddle, Garten, Rashid, and Worrell. I think there's enough numbers to pick in there, and I think you're picking out of those numbers, and Weatherall, I, I should mention, um, as people that you're going to be bringing in for next week. Who am I fading? As I said, I would not get Nielsen. There's nothing there that seems like he was a good buy. You know, a scratchy runner ball 30 and no points in keeping because there was just mistakes out there. Um, Doesn't mean he can't improve, but would I be buying him? No, I would not be buying him. You know, if I've got him in my team, put him on the bench and wait and see if he scores well before you loop him in. 
loop him into your team rather than be stuck with him on your t- on your starting team. Um, Wes Agar, he didn't really score well in this game. He has in the past scored well for them, but you know I I just assume prefer Garten, Worrell, and Siddle. You know in that team for bowling. Um, and look, everyone else. I don't want anyone else in that team. Those are the ones you should get in out of those, in my opinion. Anyway, um, what are the good numbers? Look, if you've got a striker on your bench and you bring in three and you've got four strikers, that's fine. Remember, they go into the bye the next round. So you're going to have to keep a striker on the bench. Maybe it's a Matt Short while he's still generating money. And you sell your premium high-priced ones. But four is an okay number. That's what everyone's going to Everyone's going to go in with four probably. And they're going to captain Rashid Khan, you know. You could be really aggressive and have five, but just remember, you can only sell three a week, you know, and you're going to have two strikers on your bench in the week after their double game round because they go into the buy. So, you know, four is where everyone else is going to be, I think, and five if you're really aggressive <laughs> and you want to play it aggressive, but it can it, it's fraught with danger. Um, yeah, look, I mean, who... Who is my VC and C? Everyone's going to captain Rashid Khan, aren't they? I mean, you know, you could you could VC. There's only one team on the double game round. You know, you could, if you're not confident in Rashid because he got a 40 this week, you know, you could VC, you know, Rashid and then loop him if he comes off in the first game or if you want to run the gauntlet and go and put it on a Sam's, you know, if, if Rashid gets 20, which he's never got before. But... Look, I think it's going to be a straight... You know, they play the first game too. So, you know, are you going to VC Khan and then just loop if he comes off? Or you go straight C on Rashid? I think he's going to be the highest captain. Um, Bringing double game round three players. Yeah, I think that's the way to go. Um, Look, I had a stinky, stinky round this week, but I don't think I need to go crazy and do weird things, you know, trying to catch up. I'm 200 or 400 points off some of the people out there. I'm way, way behind. It's the worst start I've ever had to any Supercoach season ever across all sports, you know, but, and I'll probably just focus more on head-to-head than anything else, but I'm not going to change my plans. I'm not going to bring in and have six. I've got three strikers already, you know, I'm not going to have, I could bring in three and have six, but... I'm going to have three strikers that I can't use the week after. No, I'm going to stay the course. And I think, you know, next week it'll be striker and then maybe some stars. I've got one star currently. And, you know, there's the usual suspects. You know, you've got Maxi, you've got Stoinis, who they say is, you know, was close to ready to go this game. And he, you know, that probably reads well for next game. But look, I don't think he's going to bowl. I think he's going to bat. And obviously open, um, but people are still going to want him, you know, just because of his pedigree uh, in the double game round. But there's going to be Maxi Stoin, Zampa. I know some people have been asking me about Dre Russ, but look, get a look at Dre Russ in this uh, first game. He's going to be in the 170Ks, um, you know, so get a look at him and see what his role is and how what form he's in. I know recently in a T10 he was smacking it around, but let's just wait and see. You get one look at him before making a decision for round three. I mean, is he going to be a bit a higher priority for you than Stoinis, Maxwell, and Zampa? I don't know. You know, you've got Nathan coulter in there who know, we know can go big, big, big as well. You know, who's going to bat ahead in front of each other? Is it going to be Nathan coulter ahead of, you know, um, Dre Russ? Yeah, maybe not. So anyway, but I, I would have a look at Dre Russ. But yeah, I, and also... You know, Zampa and Maxi sucked this week, so they're going to probably come down in price again. Uh, whereas Maxi, I mean, sorry, uh, Stoinis will come in at his normal starting price, and you might as well, he could be the first one you grab, maybe. Um, who to sell? Yeah, sell your Heat players. You know, like obviously, um, you know, you're going to have some Heat players there, and they go into the buy. You know, if you've got, say, three Heat players and one of them's Bartlett, you could go two Heat and you could keep Bartlett on your bench while he's still making money and sell Hughes, who looks a terrible prospect. Three points, two games of cricket. But, you know, you're going to obviously sell what you need to sell to bring in the people that you need to bring in. You know, it's going to be your Siddles, your Rashid Khans, and your George Gartens, and whoever you've got to sell, your three premium Heat players or whatever, sell them and bring in the right ones. Don't 
go a Max Bryant. Don't go a cheaper option. It's not going to pay off, you know, because they're yo-yos. Pick the premium players. You know, there's players like Curran who are quality, and even though he had a 20 in game one, he bounces back with a ton in game two. You know, that's cream. The cream rises to the top, you know, and Sam's, you know, your Curran's, you know, and, you know, even a Rashid, a quiet game and a 40. You know, there's quality players in our game. Um, so bring in the quality ones. Um, um, I've got some questions out there. Um, some that came through on Twitter, some came on Facebook, and I got one to the inbox. So we will read those questions out. On Facebook, I had a question from Matthew. When the first round is now, with the first round now done, has your list of best cheapies changed? Are there any obvious traps? Uh, someone that looked good but probably loses their spot when Australia Ray players come back. Um, look, I think Matt Short just on finances is probably the best one. And because he's got the double game round in round two, I'm not as convinced on Nielsen because we thought Nielsen obviously keeping uh, you know, and batting at first drop was a good role. It probably still is, but you know, from what I saw in game one, <laughs> I wasn't, I wasn't, it wasn't screaming by me. Um, look, you know, job security wise, there's not a heap of them. You know, Finch, who we are expecting back for round three, probably falls into the next one off the rank because he's going to come in and open the batting. You know, and he's not going to get dropped or you know. Maybe he misses through injury, but he is got assured of his role. Um, I thought Jilks looked pretty good. You know, he was better than Whiteman, but look, they, you know, they outbid other clubs to get Whiteman to the team. So there's a bit of you know unsurety about who drops out of that team in the Thunder. So I wouldn't fully endorse um, Jilks, but because he's keeper, you know, and that allows you to have a keeper in bat. You know, and you can work your keepers in a triangular fashion. That's why Jukes is a good player for my team, personally. Um, look, you know, um, I don't know what the job security is like for um, old mate. Well, where is he? The cheapies. Uh, Seymour, you know, but he looked good. He six on his first ball. Sutherland, he did a lot in, in the two overs that he got. Now, I know it hasn't really clicked for him. He didn't do much with the bat, even though he's been in pretty good batting form. But... You know, he was pretty good, and he's an all-rounder. Um, who else? Sandu. I mean, I don't... He looked fantastic. He was shaping the ball even late in the piece. You know, I don't know if you'd bring him in, um, but I think if you go short, and I'd probably go Finch next, you know, if I'm being honest. That's my real, you know, answer. Um, I had a question to the inbox that says, in round one, I sucked. What can I do to improve in round two? It's sort of a tough question. I sucked in round one, but... You know, I wouldn't panic. You know, that's what I would do, you know, for round two. I wouldn't panic and I would not compromise on doing the plan that I had. You know, if you haven't got Sam's and you've already got two strikers, don't panic and bring in three strikers. Get a striker and bring in Sam's like you planned. You know, he's going to score 100 probably more often than not. You know, if that batting comes off and he gets a bat, you know, he's going to go and score extremely well. He's a tough old watch, you know, so um, what can you do to improve? I think, you know, maybe instead of going, you know, a Weatherall, you could take a, a, a Smokey on Worrell, you know, but I wouldn't get too cute with it. You don't bring in extra numbers, but maybe if there's some good options to choose from, pick someone different. I don't know, but I would not panic. Uh, I would stick to your plans and, you know, you could hold Curran for the whole year. You know, I mean, Abbott's going to come back. He's going to be a huge target for teams because he's such a great player um, in, in t T20s. Um, he's going to come back into that team. You know, you've got um, Sam's in there. He's going to go up in price from 200K, but he's going to score well, you think, every game. Um, you know, there's premium players in our game, and I think you're going to want to get him into your team. Uh, so stick to your plan. You know, don't panic, and you, you might have got a low round you know, last round, but you're probably not going to make up that ground next round because it's a single team on the double game round and everyone's going to captain Rashid Khan, you know, so you might make up a few points, maybe 50 in your pod player, you know, but you're not going to make up the 400 points that you're behind, most likely next week. Um, but that's my answer to that one. Um, I've got a question from Liam. 
who said Rashid sucked. Should I get him round two? Well, if forty three is sucking, you know, it, uh, Dan Hughes sucked three points over two games. Max Bryant sucked seven points over two games. Rashid forty three points in in one game. You know where, you know, the wicketkeeper missed a stumping, a pretty. Oh, it wasn't an easy stumping, but it wasn't a real hard one. So there's 60 points, you know, to Rashid Khan. He doesn't know how to suck. His suck is 45, you know, and you're damned if you don't, I think, in round two. So no, I don't think he sucked. And yes, I would get him in round two. Absolutely essential. Um, Over to Twitter, I had some questions. Let me go in here to Twitter. Um... Do, 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 do. Um, all right, I've got one in here from Steve. Um, great work. Thank you, Steve. Um, do we bench gun options, e.g. Rashid uh, for round three, Maxi for round four, or is it too much dollars left on the bench? Um, and are we better trading them out and trading them back in? Yeah, look, I think if it means that you cannot bring in the players that you want, i.e. the premium players, best batter, best bowler from each team, then you're going to have to sell the likes of Maxi and Rashid. You know, if you can bring in the three players that you want to bring in, you know, just say you can sell, um, you know, Max Bryant, but hold Lynn and that's the finances work out, you know, I'd probably be, just, you know, hold Lynn over Bryant. He's a more expensive player, if you know what I mean. If you can sell, get the players that you need and you don't have to sell one of your premiums then good do it but generally speaking you're going to be trading out three high price people and bringing in three high price people so yeah i mean after this round two you go into round three you know matt short might be 100k you know and siddle might be 150 but i've got to bring in you know three 180k players so i'm going to need to sell rashid you know so in answer to your question steve i think you bench them if you can, and it still allows you to bring in the people that you need to bring in. You know, so that's it. It's all got to be don't compromise on bringing in the. You know, I compromised this week when Stoinis, a premium option, was out, and I brought in Max Bryant. You know, a yo-yo who's never done. You know, lived up to potential. You know, and I so I deserve everything I got. You know, so there's my answer to that one. Um, what are my trade plans for round two? Do the results of the double game players this week change your approach to the upcoming week trade plans good question dons 2000 um look it is tempting you know it's tempting when you have a smelly old round to say okay well i'm gonna i've already got three strikers i can bring in three more and i'll have six in double game round in round two where everyone else has four that's an option but if i have six in round two then i'm gonna have two on the bench in round three you know that i can't use so I'm not going to panic. You know, I didn't do very well in round one, and I don't actually think I'm going to pick up heaps of ground in round two, really, because everyone's going to have four and everyone's going to captain Rashid Khan. So I think that the way that I'll do my trades is, you know, I'll try to stay the course. And my plans, you know, next week, you know, I wanted to bring in a star and build nicely for the you know for the stars double game round and you know maybe even though maxi might seem like he's going to well he won't seem he will be cheaper to bring in right on round three um you know maybe i bring him in first out of the stars that i bring in it could be him or stoinis or zampa whatever but no i'm not going to change my trade strategy and no i'm not going to panic buy i'm not going to panic uh and bring in you know extra players for the double game round to try to bring out ground because when you start doing that you have too many players that are going on the buy or you know and then you're going to leave yourself short on other double game rounds which I'm not willing to do so yeah I've had the worst start to any super coach year that I've ever had but I'm going to try to claw my way back at 50s at a time and hopefully jag a captain when there's a chance for me to jag a, a pod captain you know I'm not going to panic after round one and I'm not going to change my strategy. Um, Frio Girl asks, can you give us your thoughts and rankings on who the best cheapies are? Love your work and look forward to the singing at the end. Thank you, Frio Girl. You're a very lovely person, and thanks for the compliments. Um, 
I'm not much of a singer, but it is just one of those fun things I do at the end of the podcast. Um, look, cheapies-wise, yeah, I think it's Matt Shaw. I, simp- I think it's him simply because he's going to be in the 80Ks. He's going to go into that double game round. He's going to come out of that double game round probably over 100K. You know, So the role is good. Um, and I think that probably Finch is the next best. Now, I think that Finch is definitely going to open the batting and he's not going to lose his spot in the team unless he's injured. He's going to be the opener, you know, and, and he's looking like he's going to be there for round three. So everyone else is not quite as assured. You know, Jilks is in a fight with your Whitemans and such for a position who, and maybe one of them survives, you know. Um, what's his name there? I will keep forgetting his name. He was good. He had a six on his first ball. Seymour, you know, he might... He looked great, you know. I think one of the better cheapies this week, and but his position is so unreliable in that team. You know, Sandu looked fantastic. He was swinging the, uh, you know, the older ball. You know, in the later overs. You know, he got seventy five this week. I don't know, you know, Doggett and that's going to come back into that team, and what, is he going to survive? But you know, I thought he showed enough in that game to maybe at least you know keep going in that team. Um, Sutherland, you know, only two overs for 43. I know a lot of people don't know if they, he's not quite, you know, found his way in the old big bash, but, and he didn't get anything for batting. That was all bowling. Took a couple of wickets and didn't get any more overs. He only got the two overs. Um, yeah, but I think, um, you know, I, if I was looking at a couple, it'd be Matt Short and Aaron Finch. You know, maybe even, um, you know, depending on where Renshaw is going to be in that Adelaide Strikers order, you know, when he comes back in. Um, and I don't know if you can call them cheapies, but as soon as um, Mitch Marsh is available, I'm bringing him in. Obviously, he's going to be a huge target for teams in round four on the double game round. And Josh Inglis, but he's not going to be cheap. But, um, you know, and Ashton Ago, he did okay. got 50-something this week. Uh, nice wicket there with... He bowled really economically. You know, got that Lynn wicket. A lot of people were saying, you know, uh, Ashton Agar is not the greatest pick, but I'm sure people are going to bring him into your team. He has got a double game round in round four. So, you know, based on upcoming draw, you know, someone like Faradown is not a good cheap because I don't even think he's going to get selected again. You know, I think he's out of that team. So it's Matt Short, then it's Finch, and then I'd probably look towards, you know, the next double game round on the on the cards, which, you know, is uh, Scorchers, you know, some some of them uh, who look good. But no, someone like Bancroft, you know, when Inglis comes back and Marsh, you know, Bancroft's not going to be a good option, you know, uh, nor the other opener. I think it'll probably be Munro goes, maybe, does he go down to three? I don't know, but it's going to be Mitch Marsh and Inglis <laughs> going to be the ones you want from the Scorchers. Um, well, I think that's pretty much it. Um, you know, into round two, I think with the lessons learned from round one is probably to take measured risks, you know, with your team. In my team, you know, risks, Joe Clark, you know, Max Bryant, Chris Lynn. I know a lot of people faded him, but, you know, he's definitely a risky type player you know i even pegged on my own twitter that i didn't feel confident in kuhneman and then it, it did it did exactly what i thought it would do and it bit me right in the backside didn't it um you know i think wilderness is a bit unlucky but he was out of form you know we did peg that he was out of form and he didn't show enough form in game one and he got dropped for game two <laughs> you know um yeah you know so i think maybe what I'll learn from round one into round two is to be a little bit steadier, you know, a little less risky. Now, I know a lot of people, well, I saw some teams that had Hughes on the bench because they didn't feel confident in him. They wanted to see if he did come off and he didn't, so they didn't loop him in, if you know what I mean. So that's probably what you do with a Nielsen if you've already got him in your team for next week. Um, Maybe even a Matt Short if you don't have a Nielsen, you know, because Matt Short was great this week, but... He hasn't generally been... I think that's definitely his first ton, you know, in Supercoach. Um, and, you know, I, I did. I get everything that I deserve with, the, you know, these speculative Joe Clarks and the, you know, go Stoyness down to, you know, Max Bryant. You know, it's too risky. And you can take some risk and measured risk, but if you just be a wild cowboy like I was in round one, you're going to be 
points behind like I am 400 or 200 I think 250 off the off you know what the par is for this I think the par is probably 950 and I'm 750 so I'm 200 points in arrears but you know um there's not a long season it's 13 rounds you know but I'm going to stay the course and I'm going to try to just pick myself up next week and peg back a couple of points if I can and just keep playing the game in the strategy that I had planned, you know, but just try not to be as risky. You know, I'm going to I'm going to bring in the the right people, you know. Next week it'll be Siddle, you know, or um you know, Garten or Rashid Khan, you know, those ones, the safe ones who you think are going to get the big scores in, you know, the double game round in round two. But thanks for listening, guys, and good luck in round two. Um, just the Adelaide Strikers on the double game round, they're the first cab off the rank. So, you know, do your VC Khan, you know, and if he has a flop game, you know, 40 is not really a flop, and he doesn't even really go lower than that. But, you know, you could maybe VC him, and if he goes, you know, really low, you could take a tickler on, you know, a Sams who tons up nearly every game. Maybe that that's the avenue you go. But if not, and he's probably going to be the highest captained option out there, he's going to be straight seed from, you know, the first game because they're up first. But have a good round, guys. Good luck to you. Hopefully, you know, it's better than, you know, your round one if you sucked and if you were great in round one. You know, hopefully you continue on your momentum. Um, you know, if you've got any questions or comments or anything just pop it on wherever i've posted this and i'll hopefully get back to you you know as soon as possible uh and you know wish me luck i need to i need some luck out there to do better in round two. Oh, i'm just not not i'm normally much better than this at supercoach came 45th overall in big patch supercoach last year and i'm going to be way way down i think to start this um year off unfortunately just with some things that didn't go right for me in round one yeah but Onward and upward, eh? (laughs) Hopefully. Thanks for listening. I had an absolute shocker in Supercoach to kick it off. None of my picks came off. It happens at times. All I can do is pick myself up and try again. Thanks for your questions and thanks for listening. This is the reason why I do the podcast because I love you all. Thanks, guys. Talk to you again in a week, eh?